Some people think Star Wars is just a movie. We're the people who know better. Welcome to episode 50 of The Skywalk. What's up, Moof Milkers? Welcome What's up, Walkers? To, welcome to the Skywalk episode 50. Oh, yeah. Um, welcome back to the Skywalk. We are celebrating our 50th episode. Amazing. We're very excited to be here. We have guests with us today. Special guest stars. This is such a big deal. We have Hi. guests who flew in from, from Asia. Somewhere that has a prime minister or an emperor. <laughs> okay. All right. And they flew all the way here just to be present for wow. the Skywalk 50th We are privileged, Brett. This is our first time, Jeff, with a live studio audience. So speaking of our studio, our studio tonight is uh, we're recording at night. This is Skywalk After Dark, and we're recording outside. Straight up underground. Again, very, very near an airport, right on the water, with a beautiful view, with wonderful people, and we couldn't be happier about it. So this is Lando's Rando's 50th episode spectacular. People, what Lando's Rando's is, we're not bringing you any news today. This is a celebration of all things Star Wars. This is like the, the prequel, Jeffrey, to actual Star Wars celebration. Dude, I'm so hyped for this episode. I feel like a Star Wars movie is about to come out. Lando's Rando's is a collection of random Star Wars topics, tidbits, nuggets, thoughts, opinions, observations, jokes, stories, assertions. And here's a new addition for you, Jeffrey, that we're going to okay, start here for the comes. first time tonight. Uh-oh. You're going to like this one, Jeff. It's called Make It Better. It's all coming at you. We have a rando about any given Star Wars movie and how we would make it a little bit better. I, I got to say, Brett, I already have some thoughts. All right. Uh, also, people, this is very exciting. We have so many things to announce <laughs> on our 50th episode. It's coming. Oh, man. First all right. of all, we got okay. our new branding. <laughs> yes. Uh, so hopefully, new things. hopefully you walkers like the new branding, you move milkers. Jeff, when we started uh, several months before the release of The Force Awakens, we were known as Star Wars Over Coffee. We quickly found out that many, <laughs> many Star Wars podcasts had some sort of coffee connection. So we moved on to it, we moved on from that pretty quickly. But, uh, but we kept the coffee branding until now. Because we kept it casual. Now the Skywalk has itself a proper walk. Other big news for episode okay, 50. Okay, what is it? What is it? We're not crying wolf here. Many times on this show, we have read fake sponsor ads. Yes, we have, Brett. And dead seriously, though, this time, people, we have an actual sponsor now. Our sponsor is Cafe Soul Azteca. So if you live in the Boston area and you want some of the best tacos around anywhere in New England, head over to Soul Azteca in Newton Center, Newton, Massachusetts. Uh, for Taco Donna Tuesdays. Oh, yeah. Tell them Maz sent you. Oh, yes. For 10% off your meal. That does not include alcohol because that's how these things work. Jeffrey, every Tuesday yeah. for the month of August and September. August and September. So make sure you're listening to this in 2018. But uh, thank you, Sol Azteca, for being our very first sponsor, one of uh, many that we hope in the near so, future. Right. Jeff, let me tell you about Sol Azteca, all right, man? Let, let, give me yeah, some more information. Sol Azteca, they have chocolate in their mole sauce. Right? What? Because that's a real Mexican Chocolate fan. mole. Yeah, it's really good. Have you been there, uh -oh. Renee? Uh-oh. Okay, and you liked it, Renee? Yeah, it was good. It's amazing. Yeah, a good atmosphere, too. So, yeah, go there any Tuesday. Taco Donna Tuesday. Tell them Maz sent you for 10% off your meal. One more thing before we get into the meat of this episode, uh -oh. Jeffrey. Before we get to all the actual <laughs> randos today. One of my uh, favorite parts. 
Social meteors. This is where you can find us on social media. Uh, I'm already just thinking about Jeff's part of this. <laughs> iTunes, search for the Skywalk. Sky as in sky. Walk as in the thing you cook in. W-O-K. Look forward to it, people. And leave us a review. We're going to share a couple of reviews as randos later on in the show. Spotify, which is always spotty at best. Same deal, just search for it. Skywalk on Spotify. Facebook is facebook.com slash SWOverCoffee. Twitter at SW over Coffrey and Jeffrey, what can you tell us about you know what? Listeners, you know the deal. It's Star Wars Over Jeff, let's get in to the 50th episode randos. Let's launch this party. Jeff, first rando. We're gonna keep these randos pretty short, because I've got six pages worth. Jeff, first question. How do you feel about the state of the Star Wars Union? You know, I keep saying, Brett, that I keep thinking that we're going to reach the saturation point. Yep. We're still not there. Not there yet. Not even close. Brett. I'm right there with I you, I mean, Jeff. here's the thing. Like, every time you think they're they're done, they come out with something new. Yep. Now we're talking about more comics, more television shows, live action. I don't think I don't think it can be finished. The, the only thing I want to say about the oversaturation thing, I think okay. it is unique to Solo. A lot of people were not excited for Solo before it came out, probably because of some of the drama that we've addressed many times on the podcast. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have already forgotten about that movie, but I, I really do think that is an anomaly. And I when do? it comes to the episodic stuff, I mean, J.J. Abrams released that picture the other day, and people flipped their lids, including me. So I do not think that we are in any danger of fatigue or oversaturation. All right, Jeffrey, next rando. Make it better. Jeff, this is a new one. This is a new entry into the world of randos, of Lando's randos. Make it better. This is totally wrong to do, by the way. You should never look at a movie and say... Don't do it, listeners. If I made the movie, I would have done this instead, because that's really unfair to the people making the movie. But uh, we're going to do it anyways, Jeff. Um, Rogue One. Okay, here's my idea for improving on Rogue One, okay? Mm, I like it already. Tell me if you're with me. Uh, Saw Gerrera stays behind as a decoy and fights Vader... Who kills him? Now, I'm, I'm kind of oversimplifying, but first of mm. all, the reason behind this, first of all, it gives him an honorable death. Yeah. As opposed to Saw randomly choosing that as his death time, like someone folding on Make Me a Millionaire. Uh, also, Ooh, okay. also, all this right. way he actually dies for the cause, right? And here's what he would do, Jeff, right? Because, you know, mm. Saw can't really hang with Darth Vader. Nobody can. Jeff, you ever read Dark Knight Returns, the comic, yes. the graphic yes. novel? Yes. Do you remember what Batman does to just hang with Superman for two minutes? He booby traps everything. He finds everything. him a little bit of, of kryptonite. Yeah. He just does and all of these And he puts it things. in all these little things. Yeah. So it's like all of a sudden you think, oh, no, there's no way he has something against Superman when he uses his laser eyes. But, yes, he does. So he has enough ingenuity just to hang for like two minutes to slow him down a little bit, right? And that's all Saw needed to do. So even if – and even, Jeff, even if it's not Vader, right? Let's say you send a garrison of stormtroopers or somebody because they're thinking they're going to find the message from uh, Galen Erso. Mm-hmm. They think they're going to retrieve it. They think, like, oh, the defector, Empire pilot, yeah. we're going to catch him. They're all there. We finally found Saw's hideout. We're going to mm-hmm. catch him. And they get there, and all they find is Saw. And all he does is buy enough time for the Rebels to get away safely. Uh, Jeff, speaking of Rogue One, just yet another shout-out from the Skywalk to our man Gareth Edwards. I really hope he gets another at bat, Jeff, either directing another spin-off film or Jeff. Here's another thing to think about. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson, as we know, is creating another Star Wars trilogy. We don't know when it's set. We don't know where it's set. But we do know that he's writing and directing the first movie only. That's all that's really been confirmed. Really? So, Jeffrey. I'm going to make a prediction, Brett. 
Wait, are you going to make the prediction I'm about to say, Jeff? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> all right, all right. No, I'm going to guarantee what you're about to say. Go ahead, tell us. I think that Ryan is definitely going to hand off the reins of the second movie of his trilogy to someone else. Not Gareth Edwards. <laughs> not Gareth Edwards, but he will hand it off to someone else. Jeff, that was super vague, man. I thought you were going to give us something concrete and specific. That's a, the, well, the specific part of it is he will hand it off. Okay, I, I agree with that. I agree with that because it's tough directing. And it like, will be the second movie. Not three the movies first, in a row not the same the thing. Okay, yeah, I think it's, I agree with you. Definitely the second one. I'm hoping it's our man Gareth Edwards. I mean, you know, unless they want to think about a black person. Or a woman. They just don't do it. Yeah, or an Asian, anyone. <laughs> Wait, are, Brett, are you trying to say that there's no multicultural scholarship related to directorship of a Star Wars movie? I think the only thing they look for on the resume is, do you have freckles? Next rando, Jeffrey. Randos? Jeff, throwback rando. Okay. In our episode of February 24th, 2017, Topical 10, Han Solo movie cast photo... Do you remember this one, Jeff? I did. And you know what? I'd like to say we can't prove that this was wrong. This is what happened on that episode, Jeff. You predicted. Yes, I did. That Lando would be high. The character. Absolutely. Not, not the actor. We not know the, he was high. <laughs> we know the actor was high. You predicted that Lando, the character, would mm-hmm. be high at least once yes. during the solo movie. Yes. Did not happen, Jeffrey. Well, here's the thing. We don't know if if he was smoking before or after they showed up at the cantina. We can't prove it. I think the prediction was that now, we would know. I will say there was smoke in the background. We would know that he was high. Look, Jeff, his eyes were clear. Nothing glassy going on. Jeff, in your defense, yeah. we all agreed with you. Yeah. We were just this, like, this oh, Jeff, true. yes. I remember. This is, this is an absolute certainty. Um, Jeff, I predicted Han would get his heart broken by the female lead. I think, again, that was something we all kind of agreed on, and that is yeah. pretty much what happened. Yeah. You also predicted in that same episode. I did. Jeff <laughs> is never one to shy away from the bull. Jeff, Fortune favors the bold, as Charlie Day said in Pacific Rim. Jeff, you predicted that episode nine would get bumped back to May 4th. Yeah, there's still time. I hope not. Renee, that would be... Still excitement on this. We should probably introduce you guys, by the way. We did tell you that we have these visitors from from far, far away. Far, far away. A galaxy far, far away. Uh, Renee and Brandon, we are so happy. We love you guys. Thank you. I just want to tell the listeners, Jeff, you and I go way back, and we go way back with these guys to about 20 years ago. This is when we all kind of came together. There's like four way backs in there. Yeah. We all met in Tatooine in Mos Eisley. Yes, we did. And we're all back here. At the spaceport, as Renee has how, pointed how out. How did this happen? That's why you're hearing starships in the background. Coincidence? Oh, I think not. We're really happy to have you guys here. We love it. And Renee is an absolute Star Wars fanatic. Big time. Jeff. Um, right, moving on. Make it better, part two. Make it better. Are you ready for another make it better round? All right, all right let's do it. Let's do it. Uh... The Force Awakens. This one's going to be very controversial, Jeff. This is probably a Ryan Johnson type of decision that will divide the fan base. But here's what I'm suggesting, okay? Han and company use the Millennium Falcon as a decoy. They leave it behind in the freighter. Jeff, Jeffrey question. Do you remember the name? Not going to happen. Do you remember the name of Han Solo's freighter? Of course not. It's the Aravana. <laughs> okay, so I don't. Even, oh, first of all, I don't even think I should have to remember that. That's a deep cut, Jeff. Okay, I'm sorry. Come all right, on now. All right, you got to right. give me something more, more I, popular than that. I man. have an come aesthetic on. affinity for that ship right, and for right. the name. Um, so they leave it behind aboard the Aravana in order to escape the Guavian Death Gang. So, you know, maybe the Guavian Death Here's what you do, Jeff. It's, it's a classic. They only Iguavas. Classic misdirect. <laughs> Instead of rehashing the New Hope, mm-hmm. you let people think that you're hiding in those smuggling bins in the floor. That 
that Han Solo used in New Hope. And when the Guavian Death Gang gets on board, they're thinking they're going to find him in there, and they don't. And Han and company take off. No, no. And they leave the Falcon. Here's why, Jeff. No, hear me out. Can't do it, man. And this is exactly why, Jeff. You're very because you're so attached, right? Yeah. So think about the dramatic tension of the audience not knowing will they get the Falcon back in one piece. But see, here's my problem with that. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Han would never let that thing out of his sight if he had the option. That's why it's so dramatic. It's always been forced away from him. It's the only way. Nope. Can't Infinity War. No, nope. there was no can't other do way. It, man. it was the only way. For, and the other thing is, it's a Star Trek reference. I can't do it. It's <laughs> it too, is. It's too much copycat. You think so? Yeah. How's that? Oh, because the Enterprise gets blown up in every movie. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. And and, and not and not just that it gets blown up, but he tricks the Klingons into thinking that oh yeah, I'm giving you the ship. Oh. oh and it's gonna blow up. Yeah, All right, it. fair enough, Jeff. You know what? Throw my idea out. All right. I agree, I agree, Jeff. Is there a garbage chute? Trash compactor. Yeah, there is. Next rando. All right. Just your periodic reminder that JJ is Mr. Rando off-ramp. We've said many <laughs> times before on this episode, on this podcast, that JJ Abrams in The Force Awakens just created a... He, he, he asked a bunch of questions, as he's been known to do, see, lost, that he didn't have answers for. And this is why people are worried that he's directing the last exactly. of the trilogy. Exactly. He is Mr. Question, not Mr. Answer. So just another uh, piece of evidence ah. of that, Jeff. When I thought about it, you remember when uh, The Force Awakens was the only new Star Wars movie in existence, and everybody wondered, what is that thing that Luke was looking at at the end of the movie? And it looked like a gravestone, and that's what a lot of people thought it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that part. And what happens at the beginning of The Last Jedi, Jeffrey? Do you remember any gravestone? There's rocks there, but he's definitely not looking at anyone's grave. So it very much seems to me like that was just another... J.J. Abrams off-ramp. And Ryan Johnson decided, I'm not getting off at this exit. Prediction, Jeffrey. At Star Wars Celebration. This is in spring of 2019, right? You're so cherry-picking We're, we're several here. months away. This is not so easy, Jeff, because I don't I really don't fully believe this will happen. Okay. At Star Wars Celebration, this is my prediction, they will announce a new 4K restored version of the original trilogy, but with a brand new documentary. In the style of the one, Jeff, I don't know if you've ever seen the documentary on the Jurassic Park Blu-ray. I did. There's a wonderful making of documentary about Jurassic Park. And it incorporates the director, but also all of the main cast of the movie, including the kids who are grown up now. Um, and I think that it would they would be wise to do something like that for the original trilogy. A new behind-the-scenes right. thing, digging up old archive footage, uh, getting interviews again with George Lucas... John Williams, yes. Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, while you still have these people, I okay, think they should you, do this. That is a good point. Yep. I think there's multiple reasons why there's this is an easy pick. Yep. Um, number one, it's anything involving the original trilogy. Everyone's going to be on board to reuse, recycle, and make more money. Jeffrey, if they do this, if this prediction comes true, mm-hmm. will it be... The original cut. Will they ever release the original cut again of the original Hell no. Nah. Uh, I know, it's probably true. <laughs> Assertion. This is a new rando type. Now I, mean, I finally understand this. I'm Go leaving ahead. this one out, though. I, do you think it's worth keeping it? <laughs> Not really. Here's the thing. A lot of people, you know, there's, there's, there's all that hate stuff going on mm-hmm. with Kelly Marie Tran, the actress who plays Rose Tycho in The Last Jedi, which is very sad, very unfortunate. Is and she the only Asian with a speaking part? Um, no. In The Last Jedi. No, there's an Asian guy. Here's the funny thing. No, uh, I thought I thought oh. he got blew up, blown up. Uh, yeah. The guy, the guy from Force Awakens. No. 
There's another one. There's there's a for, first order. Wait, there's three of them. There's a dude on the first order star destroyer. I think the dreadnought. Oh, okay, okay. But my assertion all along has been, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't think Rose was the best handled character in the movie, not by any fault of Kelly Marie Tran. I think one of the subconscious things affecting people's opinion of Rose is her music. The music, if you notice, anytime she shows up on screen in The Last Jedi, there's Ooh. this really 90s Amblin Entertainment movie. If they ever made an E.T. 2, okay. this would be the theme music for is that movie. Is this a reason to rewatch the movie, Brad? Yeah, dude. And the thing is, the thing that bothers me about it is it's a very jarring difference from the rest of the score. And they cut to it every time they show her. Anyway, the point of my rando was to say, I think if you swapped out Rose's theme into the beginning of Beauty and the Beast, you know the scene where the sun rises and you see the house? Next rando. It's another assertion slash controversial opinion. Should I read it in the Stephen A. Smith hot take voice? Yes, you should. Uh, So you know that character Hondo from The Clone Wars? Yes. Hondo is not that great. (laughs) Allie is going to kill me. Jeff, next assertion. I like Hondo, man. Jeff, next assertion. Oh, he's just moving on. He's just keep going. And not only that, Cad Bane is overrated. I am on board with that. In fact. Here we go. The Clone Wars in general is very good. But not great. Absolutely not on board. When Same you, for when Rebels. You put in, when you put in Rebels, <laughs> yeah, no, no. See, okay, Clone Wars, not that great. Rebels, yeah. great. You think so, Jeff? Great. Great? Yes. How many episodes have you gone back and rewatched, Jeffrey? Enough to eat three bowls of Frosted Flakes. How great. many, Jeffrey, pounding the table? How many times have you rewatched episodes of Rebels? Twice. Twice what? How many episodes? All of them. All of them? Twice. You've watched the entire series twice? All of them. I own it. <laughs> More power to you, Jeffrey. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, read reviews. I surprised him with that one. You, you, see? you can't always be on board. You you gotta know, Jeff. If your DVR has a history, I'm gonna look it up. You can I'm come check hack it out. into it. All right, here we go. You you, you want? You, come on, Clevis. Uh, next rando, Jeff. This is right. a read some iTunes reviews for the Skywalk rando. Jeff, is this too self? What is that word? Aggrandizing. Aggrandizing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I do want to share one though because we really no, appreciate our fans. Hey, hey, this isn't for us, Brett. This is for the listeners. Jeff, which one do we do? Do we do Layla's or Sheba's first? Um, let's do Sheba. Okay, okay. Sheba, thank you so much. We know Sheba. She's a wonderful human being. Great. Uh, Brett and Jeff have a great rapport and talk about relevant and interesting things related to and not so related to Star Wars. (laughs) And they're also pretty funny. Plus, I've been cued in on other cool shows, etc., uh, that I may have missed along the way. Thanks, guys. Jeff, I guess that means we should keep the recommendations part of the podcast. So, Sheba T, we appreciate it. We <laughs> will continue the recommendations. Oh, you read that as Sheba T? Sheba T. Oh, I like reading it as Shebat. It sounds like a Transformer cassette tape. Oh, Sheba, you don't like Sheba T? All right, do we... <laughs> do you, should we read you another like, review? Like, like Tina E, right? Jeff, read, read Layla's review to us, Jeff. All right, here we go. Let's, let's look at... Uh, is it Ray Ray? Okay, Oh, ahead, this Jeff. is recent, bro. Yeah, dude. The title of the review is My Fave. And this is by Ray Ray 09. And she says, this podcast is awesome. I'm not big on Star Wars or podcasts for that matter. They seem to know a lot about Star Wars. This podcast seems so fun. Everybody seems to have a great time while making the episode. The lightsaber noises, Star Wars terms and expressions, comma, etc. period. This podcast could also be a little more comma suspenseful comma 
kind of like, comma, and next time, stay tuned to find out if dot, 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 and give the podcast a bit of a cliffhanger. You know what? That's a good point, Ray Ray. This, she's a Overall, Kathleen Kennedy in the making, Jeff. This podcast is one of my faves. Oh, we appreciate you, Ray Ray 09. <laughs> next rando, Dear Forces of Destiny. Jeff, you know what Forces of Destiny is, right? Yes, I do. This is the series of Star Wars animated shorts on YouTube. Anyways, I've maintained all along that it's ludicrous for them to have referred to a collection of 19 three-minute episodes. <clears throat> that's a total runtime of 57 minutes as a season. Yeah, Jeff, they call I don't them think seasons, so. okay? You're talking 57 minutes. That's an episode. Here, Here's the thing, Brett. I think the commercials surrounding these episodes were longer than the season. Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. Um, not even Netflix accepts this definition of a season, right? And they make like five episodes per season. Too funny. In an attempt to prove myself correct, okay. I looked up the definition of the word season you did. in Webster's Dictionary. And uh, I'd like to share my findings with you, Jeff. The seventh, Tell us what you found. The seventh listed definition of the word season by Webster says simply any period of time. <laughs> then I guess, Brett, you are wrong. So yeah. you, you win this round, Disney. <laughs> Next random. Broom boy. Jeff, I assert that the broom boy squad. Uh-oh. You know what the broom boy squad is, Jeffrey? These are the kids. The, the kids on the ground. The kids from The Last Jedi. Yeah. Who couldn't get all the dust on the floor. These are the kids, the guardians of the fathers. Was there even hay on that floor? I don't know, man. I don't think so. That scene was... What are they sweeping? I don't know. Bantha poodoo. All right, keep going. Uh, I think that the Broom Boy Squad is the new Boba Fett. You want to know why I say that, Jeffrey? Hmm. Um, I mean, the scene only lasts two seconds. But again, think Boba Fett, right? Mm. There's so little of them in the movie, but it's so intriguing. Every time I see that scene, I get so happy. And I just start daydreaming about what these kids are going to do when they grow up. And I so hope that episode nine, we, we know that there's a time period that elapses between The Last Jedi and episode nine. We don't know how long it is. Long enough for Finn to grow his hair out. So I'm thinking maybe we see the adolescent Broom Boy squad uh, in action in Star Wars episode nine. I really, really hope we get that. Prediction. Put it on tape. The boy with the broom. We use tape. Will be not just any old Jedi. He will already be a knight. Oh my, Jeffrey. Of the Jedi. Dang! And Ray will be his master. Come on down to Ray's Jedi Academy. Yep. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey, I got a new rando called right. Fake News. There we go. Ooh. <laughs> Breaking, Jeff, via the Weekly Globe and Tele UK. Disney fires live action Lady and the Tramp director over creative differences. Uh, the director was straying too far from the Lawrence Kasdan script. And they pulled John Favreau off of the Star Wars live action show to fix it. You know, they have a lot riding on this. Wait, so is this for real? No, I just it made this up. fake news. Oh, oh, Yeah, oh. Jeff, I just made it up. <laughs> but uh, you know what? It makes total sense, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, we got more of these fake news ones coming up, Jeff. All right, let's go. Next rando. I believe it. Jeff, we've talked before about how Han Solo said uh, in The Force Awakens, Ray says, you're Han Solo. Uh. And Han Solo says, I used to be. And we never thought that made any sense. Now that Solo came out, it makes even less sense because he wasn't always called Han Solo. So if anything, Jeffrey, he should have said, I didn't used to be. <laughs> Calling a rando audible. <laughs> Renee. Renee. And Brandon, if, if you choose to weigh in. Why is Star Wars not doing well in other international markets? Ooh. Mm. Any thoughts on we, that? We would like your hot take on this. It is weird. There's yeah. Surrounding yeah, it. they don't get it. Mm -hmm. Some ahead. of the things have to do with translation. Yeah. Because we were in the movie and it's in English, but there's subtitles. And things that happen, 
because of the subtitles, you know what's happening before it happens. So a lot uh, of those suspense moments are ruined because right. it's your the, what people are going to say before they say it and before something's happened is already written down there on the screen. So the subtitle comes up first saying, Hun gets stabbed through the chest. Y- yeah, kind of <laughs> like that. No, totally. Oh, my exactly. God. That scene was ruined for me. Like, I knew it was oh going to happen just a second no, before. No, Brett, really this happened. actually happened. Renee, in all fairness, yes. we all saw it coming anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the characters in the beginning, they sh- had their names appear on the screen in a brief description. Yes, they did. They did they do that in the America? They that in no, the they did not. Uh, no. Uh-huh. Ooh. Oh, because man, they that don't makes know. it worse. They don't know who they are. They They have no affection for these people. Oh, yeah. They don't know Leia or Han Solo. For them, that has no draw or pull. Oh, yeah. This means nothing then. Yeah. I think culturally, too, just certain things about it, maybe where we live, it just doesn't appeal to people as much. Certain things. I mean, there were more, there were some prominent Asians in Rogue One. Yes. That the that people knew about. I think he was put in there. For Asian for market. That yeah. yeah. The good thing yeah. is, he's a Star Wars nut too. That's he was good. so I'm glad thrilled to, to be that. in the movie. I'm really glad about so that. So it is a win-win. It's That's like there there is an objective there, that but he was there. If you say that. Same thing with Diego Luna, you know, they yeah. you know, they interviewed he, all these people fans. from Mexico that were just like, "Man, to hear somebody with the Mexican accent in a Star Wars movie was so important with to them." With a pivotal role. Inclusion yeah. people. Yeah, pivotal role, man. <laughs> Next rando. Another assertion, Jeff. I kind of feel like uh, Han going back to smuggling would be like Harrison Ford going back to carpentry. <laughs> Just going to leave that one. Next rando. Fake news <laughs> okay. part two. <laughs> you skipped a couple, man. Fake what? news part two. Yeah, they're not very good. Breaking news, Jeff. Uh, okay. New trilogy, new Star Wars trilogy coming from the creators of Angry Birds, the game, not the movie. Female lead is Emma Stone and black <laughs> male lead Ahmed Best. Uh, one Disney executive had this to say, We heard your passionate cries for more diversity and more prequel influence and have responded by putting ourselves in prime position to kill two angry birds with one stone. <laughs> Dear filmmakers, this is an editorial. Dear filmmakers and your heavy-handed infusion of morality, I am inspired by greatness, not by someone telling me to be great. Next rando. Recommendation. Next rando. Jeff, Sheba was looking for recommendations. Uh-oh. Here's one. I know she's seen this movie already. 2001 Watch Space Odyssey. Jeff, do you want to know why, if you've never seen 2001 Space, o- a Space Odyssey, everyone should go watch this movie. Everyone should at least see this movie once. Jeff, first of all, here's why you should love this movie. I do it. it I, has, I, I love this movie. It has an intermission, Jeff. Yeah. This is what you always That's wanted. Really this is what really I'm talking about. This is Dude. what Jeff has always wanted Again, from his really super going experience. Here's the thing. Yeah. When the, fir- the first time I saw this movie, I had to go pee. Yeah. And guess what? I got a chance. George Lucas... Recruited many conceptual designers from 2001 A Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. including Colin Cantwell, uh, to conceptualize the initial spacecraft models, much like the spacecraft that are flying by right uh-huh. here. Uh, he got a bunch of people that worked on 2001 to work on his movie, and I think it shows, and I think that's wonderful. I think some of the things that's missing, hey, this is a perfect time for the Rene Rando. We're going to get to that in a second. Oh, we're why. almost there. Here's what I find is missing, Jeffrey. Okay, I tell love, me what's missing. I love the current era of Star Wars movies. You do. Uh, I think that they're... A solid three for four 
even if you look at it from, from a financial perspective, yeah. three out of the four have totally knocked it out of the park. But here's what I find lacking. Okay, okay, here we go. I love them. We're very positive. We're all about Star Wars appreciation on this podcast, Jeffrey. Okay. One thing I find lacking is that sci-fi component. Mm. And one of the places I find that missing, I think in the earlier films, in the original trilogy especially, you had these really cool, very, very much that feel of 2001 A Space Odyssey. You could feel immediately after the opening crawl of A New Hope, uh, after the opening crawl of Empire Strikes Back, those two in particular had very eerie, quiet sci-fi feels. Okay. Of course, until A New Hope explodes into action. Mm -hmm. Almost as if George Lucas was telling us, I am deliberately luring you into this 2001 feel and then snapping you out of it with a bang. Mm. Next rando, related to that, Renee, Mm. you have prepared Uh a list for us. The fact that you have a ranking for this makes me so happy. In the scenes immediately following the opening crawl. Just the space scenes. The space scenes. Yeah, Renee. just that, so, like, a minute sometimes. So important. So Renee yeah. has ranked for us the opening sequence, post-crawl opening sequences for all of the Star Wars movies. Hit us up, Renee. So these are just, like, the Star Wars, like, not including Rogue One. Okay, like, that's I cool. just did, like, one yeah, they didn't even, you're right. all the way to eight. <laughs> yeah. So my top ones, my favorite, yes. were six and seven. Uh, oh. The openings of six and seven. Return of the Jedi. From okay. like artistic kind of point of view. Yeah. In yeah. six, there's like the Death Star. Yes. Right. Yep. And then there's yep. like the planet and then there's like stuff happening. I thought it's really beautiful. Yes. I really like it for that reason. Quick interjection. Sub Rando, Renee. Better Death Star. New Hope or Return of the Jedi? Ooh. I don't know. This is a tough one, <laughs> folks. <laughs> We broke her. I know. I'm sorry, Renee. Sorry. sorry, you, I'm sorry. you messed her up. Man. All right, all right, keep going. Yeah. Sorry, 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 okay. Okay. Next is seven. I really like seven. The Force mm. Awakens. Yeah, because it's like the planet. It's like it's there's like a silhouette. I don't yes. know. It's like it's just Beautiful. black. Yes. It's for I mean, from an artistic point of view, yes. view wise, it was really, really. I really like that one. It also foreshadows that is Kylo Ren's ship, mm. and it foreshadows the shape of his lightsaber. Mm. Kind of oh. get that cross dealy going on at the front of it, and it's black. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like dark. Yep. Exactly. Very, very dark. Oh, excellent. Okay, yeah. so those are your top two. So those are my top two. Uh, on the top side, on the others, I liked was. Four, which would be New Hope. Yes. The beginning of New Hope yes. is really, really cool. Then eight and three were kind of like on the same. Three was actually kind of cool. Yeah. I, one, two, three were not my favorite movies, but the opening of three. Revenge of the Sith. Uh-huh. The opening, like that space scene, Yeah. is pretty cool. Well, I it mean, looks like which, they're just in space and then all of a sudden they go down. The yeah, they yes. go down. Okay. So would you put that above? Uh, so you're putting that above uh, eight? Uh, above no, the last no, Jedi? no, no. Eight is probably sub... But I don't know. Eight... It didn't have that much for me, actually. Yeah, for the yeah. opening scene, it wasn't anything okay. like... So I think you're um, saying you don't want to hurt The Last Jedi's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> but if I you mean, have a gun a pointed movie, to your head... As a movie, <laughs> I like eight last. way better yeah. than, okay. than three. Uh, as a here. movie in total, Absolutely. eight but was opening scene. 100%. Totally I liked it way better than three. But mm. the opening, just that opening <laughs> space scene. Yeah. And then my, you know, I'm not really sure how to rate them, but one, two, and five were my... Least favorite. Yeah. <gasps> wow, Did I just wow. bust your favorite? Oh my gosh. Five is, uh, oh my goodness. You Five like is Empire yours. Strikes Jeffrey? Back? Jeffrey? No, no, no. It's not the movie. It's yeah, the yeah, opening yeah. space scene. Even that, though. <laughs> oh no. How could oh, he? Now you just broke us. But here's the thing. Yeah. This is pretty darn cool because we have a ranking coming in 
from across the world. Oh, yeah, baby. Wow. So going back to the thing you told us about these Asian jump the gun subtitles, uh-huh. <laughs> they don't say like when, when Return of the Jedi opens up. When they show the Death Star, they say, this is what Luke thinks of as Bugger's Canyon because he's about to blow it up. <laughs> yeah. I love the way you just mispronounced that. I'm not going to tell you about it, it right does, now. It does, but you know, <laughs> here's the thing. It's not Boogers Canyon. <laughs> Neither no. of the two ways you've said so far. Boogers are buggers. Ehorse Canyon. Beggars. Is a thing. <laughs> Beggars Canyon. Hello, what have we here? I just want to take a moment to point out. I want to. I want to throw a shout out to future sponsor, <laughs> Lamplighter Brewing. Nice. In Cambridge, Massachusetts. I just finished a beer called Space Monster. Monster. Ah, monster. Sorry, so that was not the alcohol. Up. I just finished That's a beer. Alcohol, people. <laughs> I just finished a beer called Space Monster, by Lamplighter Brewer. Not Stardust. In Cambridge, Ma- Stardust is a wonderful beer too. Hey. Lamplighter Brewing in Cambridge, Massachusetts is amazing, guys. The first one's free. If you want more sponsorship from the Skywalk, you need to pay us. But why take chances? Next rando, Jeffrey. Would you agree with my assertion that Empire Strikes Back is the only perfect Star Wars movie? Absolutely. All right. Do you think it's possible, Jeff, that there will be another perfect Star Wars movie? Uh, let's put a cap on it. All right, wait. Are you, yeah, yeah. Ten, let's, hold, let's hold on. In the next 10 years, you got a Ryan Johnson trilogy. You got Benioff and Weiss trilogy. You've probably got other standalones. Who knows about episode 10 and 11 and 12 and 13 and 14? I don't think so. Do you think in the next 10 years... There's kind of a universe. So, like, uh, I'm trying to think of a movie that was almost universally praised. I can't even say Infinity War. In the last ten years. Yeah. What's a movie? um, La La Land. No. No way. Some people hated that. I (laughs) loved it. I loved it. All right. I mean, you're always going to have a vocal few that don't like something. You're going to have the internet contrarians. You're going to have the critical (laughs) backlash. Whenever critics come out and love a movie, that's the problem, Brett. So here's the thing. Yeah. We're in. We're in such. You're a normal Star Wars fan. Okay. That doesn't like the Last Jedi. So to me, that means it's not universal. Like, I sure, see, I see what you racist, mean. The racist, okay, okay, fine. Okay. The racist, yeah, uh, sexist people that don't like it for that reason. I don't count them, Jeff. Okay. I'm talking about All people right. like you do not like the Last Jedi, and there are plenty of people like you. So that's why I say that's not universally adored. Okay. The Force Awakens is not universally adored. Well, just like one is not. Solo's definitely not. Universally oh no, adored. universally deplored. Deplored. Just kidding. Uh, but do you think it's possible? Ooh. Nice Her. use of the word deplorable there. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, so to answer your question, I answered the first one by saying Ep- Empire is the it's it's the most perfect Star Wars movie. Like my mind was blown when yeah. I saw that. Like yeah, it, yeah. it was it's everything leading up to it is just like it is the left hook that you just don't see coming. The thing is, there's no way somebody's going to come out with a movie in the next 10 years right. that's going to surprise me in the Star Wars universe. All right, now, it. there may be another movie yep. that may take me for a left hook, but this this is not the one. Now, I do have hope for the new story, like the new... Yep. Not the tr- trilogy by Ryan. Yeah. The trilogy by the other guys. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Game guys. of Thrones dudes. I, I think that that movie has potential yeah. to put out a perfect movie. Yeah. But it won't be in time. Yeah. Oh, okay, you don't think you're going to make the 10-year deadline that we nope. set? <laughs> but here's my thing, Jeff. I have almost the opposite take. I think it is going to be Ryan Johnson. Let me tell you why. I think a big part of the issue with The Last Jedi is Ryan Johnson was dealing with classic, universally adored characters. And most of the issues that people had 
had to do with the treatment of those beloved characters, especially Luke Skywalker, to a lesser degree Princess Leia. Right. And then they're worried about things about like, you know, Kelly Marie Tran oops, oh. Kelly Marie Tran's character. Well, here's the thing to go with that, Brian. Yeah. Just just to just to add on to your analogy, yeah. I'm gonna come with another analogy. Uh oh. The point is there's that there's that fanboy yeah. who's got two copies of the action figure. Yeah. One is the the mint condition that's never been taken out of the box. Exactly. That the one you don't play with yep. and then there's the one that you do play with yep. and you can do all your imaginary stuff right, right, who right. cares because you still have this mint condition that's up on the shelf I like Ryan went up to the shelf took <laughs> off took out the packaging threw it around there's marks and cuts on it he's like oh yeah well here, here's your here's your toy back and I'm like dude that's the one you don't play with Jeffrey, I don't agree with you, but I think that might be one of the best Star Wars analogies in the history of Star Wars analysis. I'm just saying. <laughs> it perfectly encapsulates how you feel. And so my point is, I have no problem with him messing with new characters. Just don't mess with the old ones. So you're making my point. You're agreeing with me then. Yeah. Because that's my whole I thing. I completely agree. Is, is Ryan Johnson's trilogy, by all you know, from what we know, most likely has nothing to do with the classic legendary characters. And that's the point. And that's why it'll be, and that's why people won't have a hard time with what he does with these people because there's no stakes. It's all new. It's all how he paints this picture. Exactly. It's all how he tells this story. And the thing is, the people like me who do like The Last Jedi feel like he told a wonderful story. If it had only been new characters. Exactly. So I understand that, Jeff. Jeff, I think, I, think we, I think we just had this really big breakthrough in diplomacy. I think so. In Last Jedi, mm. fan-divide di diplomacy. I'm a member of the Imperial Senate on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. I don't think there will be another one that will be as good yeah. as the first three ones because they were just having fun they weren't they didn't have the boxes to tick and people to satisfy and yeah. they didn't care about all that stuff they were completely just having fun and a bunch of creative people with ideas and so something really kind of interesting came out of it but now whenever they do it they consider way too many things and so it's impossible Jeffrey this next rando boy <laughs> you're gonna love this one Jeff right. so Jeff gave me an idea inadvertently in our last couple of episodes every time I referred to this very special 50th episode Jeff mentioned something about 21 questions 21 questions and as a white guy I kind of misunderstood that <laughs> it's like saying I got 99 problems not gonna finish that quote <laughs> I did not realize at the time that this was a 50 cent reference uh, but I liked the idea of 21 questions, Star Wars edition. So, Jeffrey, I did not share these with you, Jeff, but I have prepared 21 Star Wars questions. Get out. Uh-oh. None of y'all have seen these, but here's okay, the thing. Here we go. Brandon, can, right. can you be our kind of uh, Ooh, our announcer. squishy, unofficial timer okay. that just tells us when Jeff has gone on too long and has answered it? So, Jeff, you only have like 30 <laughs> seconds to answer these Each tops. Question. because. questions. 30 seconds. Okay, 30 or seconds. one question to 30 seconds. 30 seconds per question. Per yeah, question. yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. okay, including the reading of the question. All right. Okay. okay. All right, starting... Oh, Jeff, hold on. Before we start, Jeff, I want to blow up your head a little bit. You're going to get a, such a big head from this. One of our <laughs> listeners commented to a friend of the podcast, a uh -oh. former co-host uh -oh. of the podcast, that Jeffrey... <laughs> I love this, Jeff. You're going to love it too much. Don't let this go to your head, Jeff. <laughs> oh, man. That Jeffrey has a certain Dulé Hill quality. Really? Is this a Jeffrey problem where you don't know who Dulé Hill is, Jeff? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Dulé Hill, Charlie on the West Wing. Ooh. Gus on I Psych. I appreciate that. Jeff. Wow. Jeff. He's pretty good. Real quote. I like him. From a real listener. All right, all right. Shout out to you, man. 21 questions starting now. Now. Jeff, best lightsaber color. Purple. Jeff. 
desert island droid. Strictly platonic category. Okay. What droid do you take with you on a desert island? R2-D2. Jeff, with Disney acquiring Fox in the Disney Monopoly, will the Fox fanfare, the drums that used to be at the beginning... Absolutely. I'm not even going to let you finish the question. For episode nine? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Jeff. That was the only reason they bought Fox, by the way. Question number four of 21. Keep going. Will Hux die in nine? Yes. Pretty, pretty, please. Uh, Question number five, Jeff. All right. Will Phasma live in episode nine? Yes. Unfortunately. Six, Jeffrey. (laughs) They'll find a way. Who should Disney hire to replace JJ midway through the production of episode nine? (laughs) Ooh. Uh, Question number seven. Jeff, when will the Ryan Johnson trilogy be set? And where, if you care? You mean as in Planet? When? In the Star Wars chronology timeline, whatever. Uh, You've got... You've the got, Old Republic. Okay. <laughs> that was a leading question, Your Honor. Yes, it was. Uh, question number eight. We never did a Last Jedi reaction song. We told fans, uh, Brandon, we want to give Jeff a little more time because this is going to take a second for me to explain. Um, we, we told fans before The Last Jedi came out okay. that our immediate reaction episode would have the music, the pop culture song, whatever song we felt best represented our reaction to The Last Jedi. Hmm. Jeff, we never did that. Now you can start the timer, Brandon. Jeffrey... If we had done a TLJ Last Jedi reaction song, what would it have been? Oh, I got one already. Okay. Every time you go away, you take a piece of, of me, me with, with you. you. That's it. Next question. Keep going. Who would you replace John Williams with? Oh, that's a hard one. So let's say they go they go ahead with episode ten and another. The trilogy. guy. Okay, I got it. Yeah. The guy who um, did Inception. Hans Zimmer. Booyah! <laughs> Jeffrey. I'm on fire, baby. Keep question going. Question number 10. Do right. you, do you, well, first of all, Brandon, before you start the timer, Jeff, do you know who the Russo, the Russo brothers are? No. The directors of Infinity War and Civil War. Oh, snap. Yes, I do. And the guys I want to spend the rest of my life with. Uh, well, they can move in with us. Should the <laughs> okay. Russo brothers, they kind of look like, I just want to tell you this. If you ever see these guys, one yeah, of yeah. them looks like Doc Ock from Spider-Man. The other one looks like an Italian oh. version of uh, Matthew Perry from Friends. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey, right. question number 10. Should the Russo brothers make a Star War ever? No. Jeffrey, will a black person ever make a Star War? Nope. Jeffrey, <laughs> and, and, you know, Come on, it's, it's like, d- dude, y- you know what? You're you're talking about things that I hope for that I just know I know that just ain't gonna happen. Oh man, you see what you done, Bob Iger? Yeah. You got Jeff all pessimistic. Yeah, I know. Next My question, Jeff. Low here. Jeff, is a moof a mammal or a marsupial? Ooh, that's a good question. Mammal. Jeff, yeah. what do you get when you cross a moof and a lion? A mufasa. Next question, Jeffrey. Yep. Jerry Rice being the obvious number one. Is Randy Moss the number two receiver? Absolutely of all time? not. Keep going. What? Nope. What? Not even close. The Skywalk is dead, people. <laughs> the Skywalk is no more. We're ending the show. Okay, here's the thing. We he's only made great, it to 50 episodes he, he before it fell apart. Gr- no, he, he just can't be. Why? Who is? Taylor, man. Who the heck is Taylor? The, the, the other wide receiver. For who? For San Francisco. Of course. Come on now. <laughs> I don't even know his first name, Jeffrey. <laughs> it's Randy Moss, people. Uh, Jeffrey, number 15. We'll get Actually, to- I don't know. I, th- I think the guy from Cow- the Cowboys was good. You can't even name him. Jeffrey, the- <laughs> number 15. Rice? Jim Rice? No. To get, <laughs> to get back on in Jeffrey's good graces. <laughs> Keep going. Jeff, best Lando outfit ever. You can include Solo. You can include Empire. You can include Return of the Jedi. No, it's got to be the cape. Yeah. 
No, but he's always got a cape. But, no, but, no, but no. Which... The, the, but the cape, the, the specifically the cape from Cloud City. Okay, yep, very good, Jeffrey. Clearly Jeffrey. this man has a tailor. This one's kind of lame, but best Star Wars video game of all time. Ooh. I know the answer to this, Jeff, and you do too. Yeah, it's it's got to be the... Um... Starts with a K. Silent. Oh, there we go. Because I, 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 I wanted to say, I wanted to say, the old republic. That's not what I'm talking about. It's Knights of the Old Republic. I knew you were gonna it say is, it. It is the best. Like, here's the thing. That's the one video game they should have made into a movie. It's like, how come these guys didn't see this? Maybe they will, Jeff. You said Ryan Johnson's gonna make that. Jeff, I think you're gonna like this next question. Right. Would you rather? Okay. Have the rumored but never quite confirmed Obi Wan Desert Solitaire standalone movie, or or a pre-Revenge of the Sith, Adventures of Obi-Wan and Anakin squeakquel. That's what I refer to movies that fit in between prequels. I'm thinking the standalone. Would you? The, the Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan, yeah. You don't want to see Ewan McGregor and what's-his-face that everybody hates. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. There's plenty of stories they could do without him, though. Yeah. Just, just Ewan McGregor. Right. Young okay. General Kenobi. On his own. Okay, so let's let's change the yeah, question. Yeah, let's yeah, audible see, don't, that question. Don't don't add Anakin in there. Do you want the Obi Wan Desert Solitaire Absolutely. movie? Absolutely. Or the pre Revenge of the Sith Adventures of Obi Wan movie? Adventures of Obi Wan by himself. Woo! We found a winner, people. Right. Jeffrey, okay. was was Solo a Star Wars movie? Da bomb or bomb bad? Da bomb. Jeffrey, speaking of the Last Jedi, Uh-oh. better fight scene: Kylo and Rey versus the the uh, Supreme Leader Praetorian Snoke's Guard. Praetorian Guard. Yep. Or Kylo versus the elevator. Ooh. <laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> but I'm still going to go with the Praetorian guard. Me too. But yeah, the, yeah. the elevator. But the elevator is a good scene. Yeah. I mean, you know, okay. That All elevator right. knows how to take a lick in. It and did. Keep on and digging. keep on ticking. It still, it still worked afterwards. Second to last of 21 questions, Jeffrey. All right. Here, here we go. If you could make a Star War, okay. what era would you choose? Mm, interesting. I would choose before... Um. Huh. Yes. Okay, I got it. it took me 20 I would choose, questions. I would choose the era when Mace Windu becomes a knight. Ooh. Oh, Jeffrey. You see? I knew you'd have good answers for this, right, Jeffrey. Keep going. Jeff, who would you cast in a Star War? Last question. Anyone? Yes. Anyone. Anyone, anywhere. Not including you. Or me, or oh, okay. no one at this table. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> someone with a, someone that can sort of act at least. Sort of act. And I say that's important that I make that exception. I mean, you know, one choice that's obvious, but then you know it's kind of a gimme. So I won't. I don't want to use this person, but I think they should be included somehow. Mel Street. Oh snap! I mean, you know, you just got to put her in. And Jeff, what kind of character type would she be? Do you have any ideas for that? What, what, what kind of role? You know, something similar to. Um, something similar to Mon Mothma, but edgier. Oh, like okay. way edgier. Wow, Jeff, I like that. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey, we asked the same question of our listeners. We got some friends of the podcast to weigh in on this. Jeffrey, okay. do you want to hear what they had to say? Yes. Uh, Jeffrey, Ali, former co-host of the Skywalk. Yeah. The only former co-host of the Skywalk. Mm. Uh, Ali said Tilda Swinton. Yes, I agree with that. Ali said she. This is what she had to say. Mm-hmm. She needs to play a villain. Or at least the leader of a smuggling ring. I love that. Uh, actually, thinking about it now, it would have been interesting to see her in the role of Dryden Voss. Thinking of how she played Gabriel and Constantine. Okay. I didn't see that movie, but I'm going to take her word for it. And I'm going to take her word that she would have been better than Paul Bettany in the role of Dryden Voss. Intriguing, no? 
Well, here's the thing. I also think the guy, the guy that was in Split. Yeah. I think he could have been a better James, James McAvoy. Yeah. I think he would have got the same kind of samey feel though. S- similar feel, but I think even better. Yeah. Here's what Lana had to say. All right, keep going. Friend of the podcast, Lana, sometimes guest host. Appreciate it. Jeff, I know you know what Lana said. Oh, Lana yeah. said, you know, you know. Tell me, Jeff. Come on now. Because Jeff's not looking at this, but Jeff, guess. Well, let's just say Lana Day Lewis. Yes. Expects and actually has requested and demands that Daniel Day Lewis be in the next Star Wars movie. Jeffrey, this is exactly what she said. Daniel Day Lewis as either the true ruler of the First Order, I like that, oh, okay. or the original Jedi that started it all. That dude, that goes way, okay. way, way back. I like it. I like so it. he would be on the island, Jeff. Yeah. Where the first Jedi temple exists. She says he needs to play a heavy, important person with wisdom. He can be evil so well, such as in There Will Be Blood, or good with some fight in him, as in The Last of the Mohicans. Okay. Very good input from Lana. I think that's really good. There's pretty much nothing Daniel Day-Lewis cannot do. Oh, yes, he can. All right, here we go. Here's my last make it better. I think this is... We talked about a Star Wars movie that would be so perfect that nobody could complain about it. I think this is the closest we could get to a suggestion for an inclusion in a Star Wars movie. Kylo and crew and Hux and Leia. This This is who this is pertaining to. Jeff, by the way, I did love the movie. Yes, I know. But I've watched it about 12 times now. Here's what I would do, Jeff. Keep going. Uh, so, so we know that Kylo had the opportunity to blow up his mom. Should have. He did not. Should have. The pilots behind him did. Yes. What if General Hux had been the one to tell those pilots, if he doesn't do it? First of all, I love that, Brett. Take her out. Here's the problem. What? Hux has been made fun of too much. I agree. That is the problem with General Hux. Yeah, he's He's lacking gravitas. He's too whiny. No one takes him seriously. But this is a way to give him an edge. He actually would have done something completely ruthless. I mean, he did blow up a a system of planets. Yeah, that was kind of ruthless. And there was a lot of people living on him. Yeah, that that didn't have much of an impact. But this, Jeffrey, and now think about the 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 dramatic tension it creates between him and Kylo. So why didn't they do that? I don't know, Jeffrey, because I wasn't there, man. Hire me, people, dude. Here's all I want for episode nine. Okay. I want Ray. Ray is an assassin now. In the eyes of the First Order, she is public enemy number one, absolute fugitive. She killed Snoke, man. And here's what else I would do, Jeffrey, going into episode nine. How does Kylo explain that Ray kicked his butt and Snoke's eight Praetorian guards? There's eight of those guys, Jeffrey. How does he explain that? And ooh, maybe Hux rats him out to other First Order officers, and they all conspire against Kylo. If they do, they should definitely show it. Yes, exactly. J.J. Abrams will never do this, by the way. Absolutely not. Um, All I really want, Jeff, for Episode Nine, can J.J. Abrams just have a little bit of fun? Put a little color in the movie? This time around, J.J., you had the time you needed to write the script, to come up with something, to present it it to the people at Lucasfilm. You got time now. No excuses, Billy. Next rando, question. Question, Jeffrey, are you going to eat that cantaloupe? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jeff, here's another thing that we predicted. Let's go in the Wayback Machine. Jeff, we predicted mm. that Han would kill Beckett mm. in order to save Chewie, or that he would at least make a decision and choose Chewie over Beckett. Mm. This did not happen, people. No, it did not. Another assertion. <laughs> I would just like to say I'm so happy to have another milk color in the Star Wars universe. Jeff, mm. is, is green milk the strawberry quick of the Star Wars universe? Absolutely. And the thing is, I didn't like 
<laughs> the regular. I didn't like the regular chocolate milk. But as soon as they came on strawberry, I was like, word. What the chances? Rankings redraft rando. Jeff, can we share our updated rankings? So we, we've done ranking episodes in the past mm-hmm. where you and me and Allie all gave our order of our favorite Star Wars movies. Yes, we did. We're not going to explain these, Jeff. We're just going to rattle off our list in order. Do you want to go first or shall I? You go ahead. And and let me just let me just tease this people. Mm-hmm. We're going to revisit this in a future episode. A full episode dedicated to why we have re-ranked or updated our rankings in this particular order. For me, Jeffrey, All right. Let's Empire Strikes Back still holds still at number 1. Mm-hmm. New Hope holds at number 2. Mm-hmm. Number 3, we're allowed one tie, people. These were the rules of the game. We were allowed one tie. All my right. tie is my tie. Ooh, happened to my ooh, tie, Jeff. Ooh. Number three is us. Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. and The Last Jedi are okay. tied for third place on my list. Number four is The Force Awakens. Really? Number five, Revenge of the Sith, which, wow. yes, Renee, I totally agree, has an amazing opening sequence. Mm-hmm. Number six is Rogue One, but mm-hmm. I kind of had a hard time with that. It might be lower if you ask mm-hmm. me again in a month from now. The Phantom Menace is number seven. Wow. Number eight is the Solo movie. You think Solo's worse than the Phantom Menace? Yes. Wow. Dude, you need to rewatch that movie. Here's the thing. I don't think it's All worse, right. Jeffrey. This is about favoriting. The story in the Phantom Menace is absolute rubbish, but... The visuals in The Phantom Menace are more pleasing for my p- particular aesthetic preferences. Mm. That's all I'll say about that for now. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey, and number nine, as right. always. As always. That's I don't never think Attack change. of the Clones will no. ever move up this anyone's is the worst, list. One of the worst <laughs> movies of all time, people. We need some millennial internet contrarian <laughs> to find a reason. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love millennials. You all know that. I love you guys. Hey, Jeff, did you know that you Bill Belichick- You are our listeners. Did you know a few years back, Bill Belichick hired a millennial consultant? Yeah. Wait, wait. Learn a lesson Specifically from that, to learn about millennials? Instead of getting on Twitter and complaining about millennials. Hire a consultant. Okay. Uh, Jeff, what's your re, re, uh, so I have re-ranked similar, Star Wars movies, Jeff? I have similar rankings, Brett. Okay, go on. But I will um, put this out. Obviously, number one, it's not going to... See, here's the thing. Number one and number nine, never going to change for me. Right. Empire right? at the top? I, like, I just... I don't Attack think, I don't think anyone can outdo M- Empire as being one of the best movies of all time. And I don't think anyone can actually do worse than Attack <laughs> of the Clones oh, give it time, as Jeffrey. one of the worst movies of all time. Give it time, Jeffrey. So we'll see. So Empire is definitely first for me. Yep. Um, second, yep, I agree. New Hope. Yep. Third. I know you branch off from here. Definitely, too. yeah. Third is um, Return of the Jedi for me. Yep. And I think that's for me. It's an actual tie with you called it a tie with Last Jedi, but I think it's an actual tie with Revenge of the Sith. Oh snap! Yeah, I really do like Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah. Um, after that, for me, it's um, The Force Awakens. Yep. Because again, the nostalgia—they yep. just brought it back the right way. And you love the new characters. Yep. And then after that is Rogue One. Yep. I do. I like Rogue One a lot. Yep. Um, after that, I do think Last Jedi was better than The Phantom Menace. Okay. Well, that's a start, Jeff. So I do agree. <laughs> I do agree with that. I do agree with that. Then I have Solo because I do think Solo was better than The Phantom Menace. Okay. And then I have The Phantom Menace and then Attack of the Clones. All right. Next rando, we're getting Jeff to the last couple of randos here. Jeffrey Daily Double. Don't oh look at no! It, Jeff. Don't look. Don't look. Okay. Okay. Look. Don't look sorry, at the notes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't look at the notes. Okay. I'm really excited about Please. this, Jeff. Jeff, I've got three Jeffrey questions for you, people. If you don't know, this is where I ask Jeff to. Na- I give Jeff a description, and he has to name that Star Wars character, which we know is quite the struggle for our boy Jeffrey. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> our Dulé Hill-like Jeffrey. Uh, Jeff, 
Here's yeah. the first one. And, and now this is daily double as in second chance. Jeff, these are uh, a couple of, a couple of these I've <laughs> asked you Are these things about. we've mentioned before? The first one is, Jeff. Okay. This is, this is a, a shot at redemption for you. Uh-oh. Uh, Jeffrey. The billable hours boss played yeah. by human stock footage Paul Bettany in Solo, A Star Wars Story. Mm-hmm. Name? What, what's his character's name? Yes. Dryden Voss. Oh, Jeffrey! What? What? Oh, Joel, you did it! You know it. what? The thing is, I was actually worried that I wouldn't get that. And that's after two pina coladas. Oh, man. If you can get these next two. Jeffrey, right. I'm going to run in and get you a beer if you all get right, these next two. All right, okay. Jeffrey, all the right. hovering green Italian stereotype Toydarian child slave owner in The Phantom Menace. <laughs> who Ali once uh, imitated so well. I want to say I want to say Guido. <laughs> that might have been a more appropriate name. <laughs> the Green Guido. That's how I should have described him, Jeff. <laughs> oh. Jeff, I want you to I'm so happy that Is you it got Guido. I'm so happy that you got Dryden Voss. I'm going to give you a little hint. It starts with Wait, you're saying I'm totally off? It yeah. doesn't even sound like uh, that. no, you're not totally off. Jeff, it starts with a W. Waddle? Yeah, Jeffrey! Oh, nice! Oh, nice! What is Totally remembered. I can't believe it, Jeff. You're two for two! Okay, all right. The whole point of Jeffrey is that Jeff gets nine out of ten wrong. So here's the thing, Brett. There is a point to watching Phantom Menace. All right, keep going. Yeah, all right, okay. Last one, Jeffrey. All right, last one. I'm going to give you the hints as I read the question. All right, all right. The guy with three ye eyes in Return of the Jedi... Nobody's gonna get you. You know, you either know this one or you don't, Jeff. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Get, Do you want me to read it in, in normal English? The guy with three eyes. Yes. In Return of the Jedi. Three eyes? Jeff, it's uh, it's the fourth quarter. Two minutes left on the clock. Oh, oh, you mean like one of the singers? You're down six points. Nope. He's in Jabba's in Palace. In Jabba's Palace. Yep. The singer. You're down six points. No, he's not a singer. But I'm gonna pull up a picture of him for you, Jeffrey. Corvecking death thing, death game. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Of. I didn't know, I didn't know he thought. had a name though. Oh, he got a name, baby. What? All right, you give up. Yeah. His yeah. name is Re Yees. Oh, please, man. I never would have got that. So Jeff, sorry. you did two for three. Yeah. He's on D's D list, man. Skywalk flashback. All right, here we go. Jeff, one of my favorite Skywalk moments. Of all 50 episodes. Of all 68 episodes, 68. people. A little, little, a little secret here. We'll talk about that in a second. But 50, 50 anniversary. Keep Lando's Randos, Volume 1. Uh-oh. What is the scientific name for a group of moths? Ooh. It's like a gaggle, a pack, a murder. A murder. <laughs> so a anyway, parliament can of we, moths. Can we leave it to the fans? Um, yeah, I would say send submit. us your, yeah. your thoughts. And then on the next episode, we'll... Uh, we'll address it and tell meet. us... The the the, tri- a the a tribunal a meef. a meef of moths moth meef. <laughs> That's almost as bad as moof milker. That sounds like Jar Jar dialogue. Moth meef moth meef moth. <laughs> it's a meef moth. Smashing the boss's hair liver. They're vanished. <laughs> That's so good, Allie. Jeffrey, that brings us to the end. To the fiftieth episode of the Skywalk. Fifty episodes. Wow. Now, a little secret, Jeff, for for the dear listener out there. We've this Listeners. is actually our sixty eighth recording. We don't count the topical tens. Nope. Because those are those are, those are those are quick one offs. But Jeff, from here on out, we're going to course correct. Really? Our next episode will be episode 69. We'll Six work nine. our way through up to episode 100. What we're going to no do from now on there. is, even if something is a topical 10, mm-hmm. we're going to give it the number. 
Let's give it the number. We're going to kind of, you know, let's, you let's know not what? make things overly let's, complicated. Let's not confuse the listeners. Let's just give them what they want. But we hope you've enjoyed episode 50. Listeners, Jeff, we thank you. We thank you. Even the two that are right here. We got some episodes. We want to announce some more things, Jeffrey. We've had some there's announcements more, Oh, yes. There's more new things coming. New branding. Our new first contest. Our first sponsor, Cafe Sola Azteca. Hit them up. Polls. Newton Center, Massachusetts. Yeah. Also, new episode types that we're going to have in the near future, Jeff. Also, Jeffrey. Uh, episode types, Galactic Casting Company. Uh-oh. This is where we dedicate a whole episode to, to casting the, to the people that we would cast in a Star Wars. Nice. World, who we would cast and how we would cast them. As we mentioned, our updated rankings explained. That'll be coming up, too. And you can send us your feedback, listener. We love to... Jeff, Jeff can I say Do something? Do you feel the suspense? I want to apologize to the listeners for not being better at soliciting your feedback. But honestly, there is nothing we love more... Please tell us what you think. ...than getting that feedback and talking about it on the show. Jeff, to end this episode. Yes. Uh, How are we going to do this, Brad? We want to thank the Walkers. Shout outs. I love shout outs. I got to do some of these. Okay, Jeffrey. Okay. Uh, we also call you, uh, we've, we've really converted to calling y'all Moof Milkers. We are the most official Moof podcast on the internet. There's plenty of Star Wars podcasts, but we are the most Moof heavy podcast. Oh, it's this one. Jeffrey, we're going to thank everyone. Uh, Jeff, I want to thank this first person because uh, I know you're not on Twitter, but I am. And I cannot tell you how much I appreciate Ryan Bullock. Wow, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. At R-A-Z-A-K-Y-R-E-N. Thank you, Ryan, for always shouting us out on Twitter. Also, I want to mention Ryan does a lot of um, mental health awareness stuff on Twitter, and that could not be more valuable. Shout out, yes. Uh, we appreciate that so much, Ryan. Thank you, we Ryan. thank you for your continued support. Uh, Jeff, you want to tell us about our iTunes reviewers? Yes. Thank you, iTunes Jeff. reviewers, we thank you so much. You, you really added something new to the podcast, and every time we read it, we take that input and we put out a new product that's hopefully even better. Shout out to yeah. El Dudorino79. Pablo P, Gabelard ninety four, Rebel Base, and Ray Ray O nine and Shiba T. <laughs> Frequent Facebook likers, I want to thank these people, Jeff, because you ahead. know I'm in the weeds of this that is all you, buddy. wretched hive of scum and villainy known hey. as Facebook. But these are the good eggs. These are the Hans and the Chewies that you okay. can find in Moss Eisley. Christopher We've, Valdez. I think we have life debts out to these people. Yeah, we do, man. I love these people, Jeff. Uh, these are fa frequent Facebook likers, people who engage with us, who promote us, who like us on Facebook. Christopher Veld, Christopher Valdez. Look, people, we've been talking for a long time. <laughs> I cannot read. All right. Christopher Valdez, Adam Mobley, Jane Ebner. I think she's a recent one, a recent addition. Uh, CJ D. Simone, and 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 dude. I know you're a Jets fan, but we still love you, bro. Uh, many, many more, but these are the loyalest of the loyal, the most consistent. And also, we want to thank our boy, Charlie Downs, who has been there from day one. Thank you, Charlie. For his feedback and his contributions. Also, check out the Flash Diaries. Jeff, that's him and uh, another guy named Nick, who's also a great guy. He's from New okay. England, and he's a Pats fan. So, so this is a guy. podcast? Yeah. Nice. Uh, they do uh, covering the CW show, The Flash, the uh, DC character. Okay. Multiverse. Great podcast. I think they're on hiatus until the, se the new season starts. So, okay. Charlie, let us know. We'll plug you on the show because we Flash love Flash Diaries. Uh, guest hosts. Jeff, we've had guest hosts. First of all, we want to thank, obviously, my daughter. She is uh, my favorite guest host. No offense, Jeff. No, I th I think she's one of the best. I think she's your favorite guest. She host could have as well. her own. <laughs> she could have. She could have her own show, man. She could totally. Uh, people have requested that. Uh, also, Allie, Allie, we love you so much. We missed you a lot. You're on the West Coast now. Thank you, Allie. We really, miss you come back to us. True guest host. She's really the only true 
uh, regular guest host we've ever had, aside from the two of us. Uh, we love that time. We miss you. We're glad that we get to hear from you every now and then. And we also want to thank Brendan. The one who shall not be named. Her cohort. Yeah, hopefully the recording doesn't get hosed whenever we mention <laughs> his name in the early days. But thank you, Brendan. Whatever recording apparatus we use just went haywire like a droid revolt in Solo, a Star Wars story, not in cinemas now. Thank you, Brendan. Uh, we want to thank our boy, Alan. Oh, yeah. Love you, bro. Diehard Patriots fan who literally saved the lives of two Philadelphia Eagles fans in, That's true. in the Caribbean. Despite. Yeah, yeah, despite knowing that they were Eagles fans. No, believe it or and not, here's man. here's the thing. He's the only person I know with a mug that said, if Tom Brady asked me to murder you, I'd actually think about it. <laughs> and I think it was more committal than that. Uh, Lana, we love you so Lana, much. Lana, thank you. We want to thank Garrett, a.k.a. GBZ, a.k.a. G-Business. G-Business. Uh, we love you, man. Thank you for for uh, co-hosting one time. One time, but it was a wonderful time. And he did that along with our man, Steve, also known as Egg, also known as Steelbook Steve, Minivan McMahon. Uh-oh. Thank you, Steve. He's a, he's a fan of the podcast, and we're very grateful for his support. Thank you, Steve. Speaking of Steve, we also want to shout out the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics Facebook group, which he wow, was also alliance. part of, but Steve deleted Facebook because he's smart. But we want to thank the other guys over there. <laughs> Connor, Gerard. This information was not stolen. Connor, Gerard, and Rui, they are mm-hmm. uh, admins of the Star Wars, uh, the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics Facebook group. It is almost 30,000 members Wow, strong. wow. It is Jeff... Here's what I love about it. It's a super positive Star Wars appreciation. That's what we've always said our that's podcast all, that's was. That's all it is. And that's all they do on this group. No room for hate over there, and we love that. Especially Gerard. I've known Gerard for about, uh, oh man, 20, 25 years. Mm-hmm. Love you, dude. Uh, way back guests. We want to thank Kyle, who's out in the Midwest now. He has a voice like Chris Pratt, but he's even nicer. Uh, we also want to thank Britt Bellamy. Thank you, Britt, for co-hosting one time. And Kyle, grats on the twins, man. Our boy John. I don't know where he is nowadays. He was in uh, Ooh, John. Cali. Uh, L-Dub, Lindsay. L-Dub. I hope you're still listening. And Thank you, Brian. Lindsay. Brian was on the show once, too. It was hilarious. He gave us some deep cuts about the Old Republic. He knew what he was talking about. Thank you for Brian. So this is, again, the 50th episode. Brett, it was a pleasure. I'd just like to say we're going to have to sound off because we're well into the night. We're disturbing the neighbors. It's worth it. But you know what? This is Jeff. This is Brett. And we're just two dudes talking about Star Wars on the Skywalk. That's it. <laughs> no, Jeff, I want to cry. <laughs> <laughs>